Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, November 19th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn. This is my show. Thank you for tuning in to the Beantown Podcast. I am your creator, host, best boy, caterer, coffee brewer, all that stuff. I got my Peanuts Squad Up mug going. If you are watching the live stream, oh, this would be a good thumbnail. Uh, on YouTube, hello to YouTube. Uh, I don't do video streams a ton these days just because, to be honest, you're, you, you know, I don't record in crazy places too often right now. It's, it's pretty much right here on the couch. And also we got this, you know, it, it's just the worst setup for the light because the light comes in directly behind me. And there's just nothing I can really do about that other than shut the blinds. But to be honest, I got about another hour of sunlight here. And then it's dark for the next, I don't know, 57 hours or something like that. It's about 3.30 p.m. on a Friday. A little bit different today because I actually uh, have to work beginning at 4.30 p.m., believe it or not, uh, up until about 7.30 tonight. And then I'm off for about 12 hours and then back at it um, actually in my office tomorrow most of the day. So it is a busy stretch. It This week has been... I, I tell you what, it honestly feels like it's been 10 days since the last weekend. That's how long this week has been. It's just every, every day it has just been like boom, boom, boom. Um, starting with Monday. Long days. Thankfully, you know, I, I haven't really had to do too much in terms of working late this week, except for today, believe it or not, working late on a Friday. Um, but yeah, the, the amount of meetings, I don't know, just kind of like a perfect storm of everyone realizing, I think that, um, you know, that, that next week is a, for most people, a three day, two and a half day work week, but lots of, you know, lots of people will take off Monday and Tuesday as well. So next week is kind of a wash. And then all of a sudden you're, you're getting closer into December there towards the end of the year. Speaking of into December, a small gripe, and it doesn't really matter to me, but it's just kind of a, like a, a bizarre thing. Here's the situation. So my, my primary company has a, uh, has a work vacation day policy where, you know, you get X amount of days per year. It's usually like 15 ish in that range. And you can carry over five from one year to the next. So you have to use all of your vacation except for five days. Okay. Which is whatever, like that's, I mean, totally fine with me. Um, because I've never, you know, not had enough vacation and because I carry over five days each year, you know, if I wanted to one year working for this company, I could, you know, theoretically max out at whatever it is. It's, it's like 20 days. It's actually a little bit more than that. I think it's like 22 or 23 days, um, by using that five that I carry over every year. Now, my plan is not to do that um, and just cash out the five whenever I uh, eventually leave this job, whenever that would be. Um, but the, the gripe that I, I'm raising, we got a message today, and it's, 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 a, it's good news, but it's not going to really affect me, but it's also just kind of like it would have been helpful for planning, um, is that we got a message saying for this year and this year only, so literally, you know, we got, what, 40, basically 40 days left in the year. You can up your rollover from five days to 10 days instead, which is good, right? So it's like if you didn't use vacation, then you're not going to lose it um, up, to, up to 10 days. But it's like it's, it's today's November 19th. And, I mean, we have to 
schedule our vacation at, at, you know, at minimum two weeks in advance, but you know, it's more like commonplace to do it at least a month in advance. And so a month in advance for us is already Christmas week. And it's like, well, then, you know, this would have been great to know in like, well, start of the year had been good. Any time in like late summer into the fall would have been good. It's literally November 19th. And they're saying like, oh yeah, you don't have to use all your vacation. Well, we've, it's, <laughs> it's November 19th. So small gripe, poor planning. Um, it really doesn't affect me that much, but it's just kind of, you know, cause it gets to that. What happens is just the way our, our work schedules happen. And I think a lot of Americans face this. You get to the end of the year and you have so much left and it's just like, I have to start taking random days where I don't have anything planned, um, which is not a bad thing, but it's just, it's a lot tougher. And I think with COVID it was tougher uh, believe it or not, to just like take random days off for your own well-being, mental health, all that stuff, because there's just so much to do. And I, I, I speak for a lot of people. I think uh, certainly people I work with when I say like, yeah, even when we take days off, it's like you're still getting stuff done. You're still answering emails. It's just, I don't know. That's just sort of the nature of like working in higher education. I think is just there's always at least in a staff role, maybe not so much as a faculty member, I'm not sure, but you know, as a, as a staff member in an office like admissions where there's just always something going on, right? It's never, it's never done, especially when you have rolling admissions. You're literally never done until orientation, which you also plan. So it's just like boom, 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 always going. Um, but that's not what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I will mention that this podcast, uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Bean Town podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, although I think today's going to be good because we got some big ideas going on. I got three ideas I want to run by you. That These are things that I just sort of thought of in my sleep. And I want to share them with you because I think they're, they're going to be pretty fun. Um, let me go ahead and share this stream on Facebook so we get anyone in here who would like to uh, come listen as we get into our big ideas. Um, and I want to I'll, – I'll, I'll go at the start here and thank our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon. Uh, when you need a how uh, – a how <laughs> – like uh, whoever that is, Lou Dobbs on Fox News. Wow. Um, when you need a home inspected in Central Oregon, uh, you got to trust the experts, specifically my dad, Steve. Uh, call him at 541-400-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Mention uh, special discount code Quinn for 0% off your first inspection. Tell him Quinn sent you when you need your home inspected. Call the experts. Call Home Pride Oregon. Uh, our good friends, the Samson Q2U series, we got the new one going again this week. It's, it's sophomore outing, uh, second time's the charm. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And finally, uh, oh, our good friends, Cuts by Q. When you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. I got out of the shower at the gym yesterday, and the way my hair had sort of naturally come to rest was very Alec Baldwin-ish-esque. And I haven't uh, been able to recreate. I don't know if I want to. I'm I'm in that weird in between phase with my hair where it's like, I still think it looks good. Like I think it looks fine, but it, as it starts to get a little bit longer, and I sort of do the the you know push to the side sort of thing on top, which is longer than the sides and back. 
But it reaches a point where it just becomes like, I don't know, like too big on top of my head, if that makes sense. And I want to be able to like slick it back. But I don't like to use any sort of product or gel of any kind in my hair or hairspray, really, uh, unless absolutely necessary. And so it's not quite long enough to where I can just like push it all the way back and have it stay naturally. Right now, it's still so short that if I just push it all the way back, it does. It's not like it goes back. It just either like spikes up or comes back into its natural position. Rachel likes to say I look like uh, Jimmy Neutron. Which I don't know was that ever like a show or was it just a, a movie? I we got the movie from like the family video one time I think when I was a kid, but I don't really know too much about Jimmy Neutron. I know he has a friend Carl because there's like a <coughs> YouTube video of Carl singing a Weezer song, "Say It Ain't So," um, and I think there's another friend. His name is like Vince or Lance or something like that. Uh, and that's all I really know about Jimmy Neutron. I think Jimmy Neutron was originally, was it a, a movie that they then spun into a television show? I don't know. But uh, I'll get a sip of my coffee here from one of my favorite coffee mugs, Squad Up, Peanuts Gang. I love this thing. That's some solid coffee. Okay, so very quickly before we get into our big ideas... And this episode is not going to be terribly long because I just gonna we're going to touch it on Real Housewives. Mention my three big ideas I have. See if you all have any big ideas in the chat, and then I'm going to take off from there because I actually got to go back to work. Um, so Real Housewives, you'll remember la- two weeks ago, it we had the big Mary luncheon, the Italian streetwear thing where she asked Whitney to dress like a hooker. <clears throat> really bizarre. And then at the very end, we get to the Jen Shah arrest, okay? So this week is basically the, it's like the eight hours from the time she leaves the beauty laser lab, whatever it's called, parking lot, the, 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 the eight hours that follow that. So we don't see any of Jen Shah in this, in this episode, okay? She's completely off camera the whole time. Basically what happens is we spend a lot of time watching the like footage inside of this I don't even van I guess you would call it it's it's like a limo van sort of thing of and I think it's four ladies I'm gonna have to count of them going from Park City Utah to Vail Colorado so the four I think it's four women but let's count definitely in this on this car ride it's like a seven hour car ride or something like that it's really long you have Whitney Heather their cousins, Lisa and Jenny, because Jen Shaw's arrested, Meredith went beforehand, and Mary Cosby just kind of does her own thing, although she is going on this trip. So basically, and, and you know, people had been saying, like Andy Cohen had been saying, like, oh, this is a top five episode of all time. I don't, I don't know. I thought the episode beforehand was great because you get the build up to the arrest and you get Mary's crazy party where it literally was crazy. Uh, this episode was still good, but honestly, it's a lot of just like the four ladies riding in the car and just a whole lot of conjecture. Jenny's saying some controversial stuff just because she's trying to get more more airtime. Lisa was literally on the phone with six different lawyers. She definitely seems a little sus. Uh, Whitney's like explaining in very clear detail what has happened. So I don't know if she's just like very knowledgeable about this stuff. She's got her own sort of like. I don't exactly understand her business. It's some MLM something, so it is, it's certainly sketchy. 
I don't know if what she does is illegal in any way. I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't know. Um, I don't think it is. I think it's just like a little a little weird. And then Heather's like, oh, my gosh, I saw this on Ozark. And then she starts talking and explaining uh, laundering money, uh, which is pretty entertaining. Heather is like definitely I, – I think Heather is probably the most like normal of the housewives, which – is, you know, you look at her and she's got, you know, just a ridiculous amount of work done. And it's easy to cast aspersions and be like, oh, my gosh, she's a little weird. But, like, divorced mom, single mom, raising three girls, owns her own, like, you know, beauty business uh, with a store, you know, a storefront sort of thing. And, like, she's just very real, which I appreciate. Um, she's not always, the you know, it's a housewives stupid reality show thing. She's not always the most entertaining, but she's definitely the most real, um, which I appreciate about appreciate that about her. Some very fun uh, upstairs neighbors banging going on, not as in the sexual way, literally pounding of some kind. So that's fun. Uh, so Meredith had gotten to the house early and she literally, I'm pretty sure she like takes a Xanax and hops in the bathtub. I think she's in there for like three hours. I'm not kidding. I don't know how they kept the water warm. Eventually Mary shows up. She had gotten a private jet or something. And by the way, Mary like definitely taking advantage of her congregation members. You see how much money she has. Like church parishioner not parishioners but like people who run churches by definition aren't supposed to be like ultra wealthy but here we are so hopefully mary's the next one to go down i don't know but mary shows up she like is wandering around this house which is huge it's like you know seven bedrooms or something and finally she um she has the most awkward conversation where she's like standing in it's like a horror movie almost she's like standing in the doorway talking to meredith while meredith is like submerged in bubbles clearly like walked out on something um and apparently mary was the one who broke the news to meredith i don't know uh whether that's true or not but it's just all very like bizarre and then the other ladies show up so there's six of them at the house everyone except for jen shaw and that's pretty much what what the episode was. Um, there was a lot more to it, honestly, because this week has been so long. I've forgotten most of the finer details of the episode. But definitely good. And this is just like, you know, this chain of events is, is certainly worth watching. If you haven't been already, there's a new, they've announced the uh, a documentary, a Hulu documentary that is going to come out about the Jen Shaw situation. And I'm sure will not paint her in any sort of positive light. And it'll be similar if you watched, I think it was called The Hustler and the Housewife, was about the Tom Girardi and Erica Girardi situation from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I assume this is going to be a very similar thing. Except as far as I know, it's pretty much Jen Shaw and her assistant Stu Chains, who is like flipping on Jen today as we speak. Um, As far as I'm aware, Coach Shaw... Um, who's Jen's husband, who's also the uh, defensive backs coach at the University of Utah, has not had any legal issues of any kind at all. I don't think he's really involved, which is good for him because he seems like a pretty, like, stand-up, upright dude. So, Okay, I wanted to get to the uh, point of today's episode which is big ideas. Every once in a while on this show, we, we have a big ideas show. Um, you never really know when it's going to pop up. There isn't necessarily a rhyme or reason. Um, and I got to tell you, the uh, the maintenance guy, 
who does our units, keeps walking by in uh, the window behind me and keeps looking in like he wants to be on the show. And I got to tell you what, there's just no room right now for two of us. And so if you're not watching the live stream, I have uh, closed my blinds. And now you can see my beautiful face even better. It's just a shame, though, because now it's about 3.45 in the afternoon. And I know that those blinds have closed and I'm done with natural light for certainly the rest of the day. Tomorrow I'm literally in, not not my office, but working downtown from about 7.30 until 2, 2.30ish. So really looking forward, fingers crossed, to that one or so hour of natural light I'll get tomorrow. That's going to be great. But, uh, okay, so we got big ideas. I put them on my phone so I wouldn't forget. These are mostly things that I thought of waking up in the middle of the night. Had to write them down. Okay, this first one is something I'm really proud of. And, and I'm, I, this is like a Nathan for you level concept, I think. Unlimited paternity leave. Yes, you heard me right. For all the guys out there, I have found a way for you to crack the code, break the system, all those other adjectives you want to think about. Unlimited, or not adjectives, phrases of some sort, similes, onomatopoeias. Here's how it works. It's very, really very straightforward. You're a guy, maybe you get two, three weeks of paternity leave, whatever it is, okay? Here's what you do. This isn't going to be a good idea if you are in a committed monogamous relationship. So for all of those people out there, just be entertained by this. But for, for, you, for you guys fresh out of college who are really playing the field, here's, here's what you do. You impregnate, impregnate, a different woman, <laughs> this is silly, on a two or three week schedule. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, 26, 20, 20 to 26 or so ladies throughout the year. And you're going to have to be hopping around, okay? And I apologize for this, but it's how it has to be, okay? You want to you wanna see how the sausage gets made, I'm telling you. So then... Presumably, nine months after you start your sort of cycle, you will become a new dad every two to three weeks, thus allowing you to take continuous paternity leave for each one of your newborn children. And there's no, you know, you can, you can do this as long as you want, but theoretically there's no end. That's the beauty of being a male. You just keep firing them down the hole. And it never stops. You will never work another day in your life. Now, I know what you're saying. Quinn, won't companies in their paternity or family leave policy have some sort of you know, rule saying you can only take one per year or, or so much in such and so period of time? You know what? That might be the case. And here's what you do if it happens. Let's say, let's say you're an investment broker with... J.P. Morgan Chase, I don't know, Charles Schwab, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price, doesn't matter, okay? You take it to the streets, old school style. 
You you go to all the papers, all the presses, all the podcasts. I will gladly do this for you. And you say, whoa, J.P. Morgan Chase hates children. Charles Schwab despises infants. Fidelity is anti-life, okay? And you see how long it takes until those, you know, those big corporations crumble. You you go on the Tonight Show, you do Carson Daly, you can do the Beantown podcast, you might even consider that Pat McAfee show that Aaron Rodgers was on a couple weeks ago. You go everywhere you need to go, you spread the word that uh, Bank of America is actively killing newborn children at a higher rate than the spirit of who is that? We talk about this every year on Passover, this, the, the, the ghost of Ebenezer Scrooge or something. If you didn't have lamb's blood on the, the trust mount or whatever it's called of your door, then he's going to come in there and he's going to kill your children. Okay? It not Hey, this isn't my idea. That's literally Genesis. And also, while we're on the topic of Genesis, because I can really get going here, uh, or Exodus, excuse me. I was reading Exodus the other day. This was actually a couple weeks ago, and I posted this on Facebook. No one, no one even gave it a, a sad reaction. So I don't know if you know the uh, the corrupt Mark Zuckerberg and his Meta Corporation uh, continue to block me out or, or what it was. But there's, you know, I was reading about the story of the golden calf. Right, Moses goes up to the you know top of the you know Mount Sinai. He receives the tablets from God. I don't know where you know God got the building materials to make tablets. But that's neither here nor there. He comes back down, Moses, not God, mind you. And Aaron is totally sleeping with Moses' uh, sister, whatever her name was, Delilah or something. They, like, they're definitely getting it on. No question there. But everyone else is worshiping this golden calf. And so Moses literally brings in like his own tribe, his own kind of cronies. You know, in like the, the 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 mobster movies, they got like their you know their group of guys. There's like five of them, the enforcers. Moses essentially has has those, the Levites, I think, and they just come in and and completely murder everyone. I think the the translation I was reading, uh, three thousand Israelites, chop chop their head off, stab their gonads. I don't know, you know, how they did it back then, but we never talk about that. And I'm pretty sure. In the Charlton Heston, Ewell Brenner, Ten Commandments film, they stopped the film before we really get to that. We need a sequel, okay? I Here's the thing. We could do a Ten Commandments sequel, 2021. We should. They, we're, someone remind me. We're going to do this for Passover next year. Where we, we, we cast the, the, the modern day 2022 sequel to the Ten Commandments. This time, it'll be like the Ten Commandments colon... The 11th commandment or something like that. Okay, so here's here's who we have to cast. And I apologize for getting slightly off topic, but this is a great topic. And we're going to come back to our, our two other big ideas, I promise. One of them, which is movie-centric. Um, who are, So who are we going to cast? Well, Moses is only going to be in there for a little bit because, well, a long time actually, 40 years. But in the span of what we're trying to cover, you know, I'm trying to go all the way to uh, – I don't know, at least uh, Jericho, Nineveh is not off the table, and maybe uh, Constantinople, although it was called Byzantium uh, back then. So we got a lot to figure out. Here's the thing. Maybe, maybe uh, what was the capital of Persia? 
they could put it in there too. Babylon. I don't know if that's right or not. Uh, Darius, Xerxes, Nebuchadnezzar, etc. Okay, so you need to cast for Moses. I'm thinking like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson type. You need Aaron, so that's what, like his half-brother or something like that. Aaron could be like a, I don't know. I'm thinking uh, uh, Ken Jong, And then you would need uh, the sister, Miriam, I think is her name, not Delilah. That would be a good, like... Julianne Moore, I think. And then you're going to need a Joshua. He's got to kind of be that young, scrappy up-and-comer who takes over the tribe after Moses dies. Who could be a, a great Joshua? I, you know, a lot of times in modern movies, they flip the gender roles. Or you could just have, like, the opposite gender portraying this. But this could be, like, a nice Mulan thing where, like, it's the young village girl pretending to be a male so she can be a soldier. There could be this big reveal at the end where she's like, I'm not Joshua. I'm uh, Josina or something like that. And I'm thinking a great role for this would be... Um, Oh, I don't know. Probably that girl from The Ring, okay? And not I'm not talking about Naomi Watts. So we're going to come back to this, okay? Someone remind me in five months, whenever Easter is. But that's, uh, boy, how did we get here? <sighs> what were we talking about? I don't even know what my big idea was. Oh, yes, unlimited paternity leave, okay? So that's how you get unlimited paternity leave. Big idea number one. Big idea number two. Let me get my coffee here. Okay, so you all know Disney's doing all their Disney, you know, re-Disneyfication uh, films. We just talked about Mulan, but they've done, uh, they did Aladdin, right? I haven't seen any of these, so it's harder to remember. They did a Cinderella with, uh, I, I call her uh, Camille Habanero. I think her name is Camilla, C- Camilla, Cabe- Camilla Cabe- Cabedo, Cabello, I think. She's dating someone named... Um, who's really famous, apparently, Sean Mendez. And they have a song. It's like, I like it when you call me senorita. I heard it once on the radio. Um, but back to my point here, Lion King, okay, they're making a lot of uh, calling them live-action films. Although call, calling the Lion King remake live-action was just complete and utter bullshit because it's still animated, just a type, different type of animation. There's nothing live-action about that. Okay, I'm not going to apologize for that. Here's the thing. There's a classic out there, Disney, Walt Disney's first ever full feature-length film, uh, I believe. I think Steamboat Willie was like a YouTube short or something. So I think Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, is, you know, it's about time, okay? And this would be a great opportunity because all those dwarves were like super white. This would be a good opportunity to get some new names in here. So this is big idea number two. It's got seven little ideas as part of this one big idea. So we're not talking about casting or anything, just who are the seven, the new seven dwarves, new dwarves on the block, yo. Okay, so number one is going to be tricky. And this is, you know, if you've ever seen Gremlins or Gremlins 2 Family Business, <clears throat> excuse me, no, that's Boss Baby 2 Family Business, now on Hulu. I'm going to watch it. I haven't seen the original Boss Baby. I am sad that Mars didn't replace McGuire, but I'll still watch it. Um, it tricky is going to be like one of those gremlins that just gets in there and and goes nuts okay i think that's going to be really good i think the kids are going to like it um it reminds me and i 
I this was like spinning in the very back of my head. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but I just remembered, which I'm really happy about. Um, there is what arguably my favorite Key and Peel sketch is the pitch meeting for Gremlins Two, and Key and Peel have a lot of fantastic sketches. This one is so damn good. Oh my gosh. Gremlins 2 brainstorm. The best thing is all these characters, they're coming up with these crazy characters and it's within the context of the sketch. You're like, oh, this is silly. Like, this is wild. It's all the actual gremlins. Okay. It's great. Um, that's going to be tricky. He's just, you know, he's very sneaky. Nothing sexual, but just very sneaky. Uh, number two is going to be Dixie. I figure, you know, we're very, seem to be very concerned in this country about like, you know, white hate, whether you agree with it or not, there's there's clearly a, a feeling of like, oh my gosh, I should be ashamed of you know my privilege or like being white, all that stuff. Like whether you think it's bullshit or not, that sentiment exists for much of the country, and so I think having some representation would be good. We're going to talk about representation in a, you know two or three more dwarfs here, but this one is going to be Dixie. Okay, whole southern drawl. I'm thinking like a Kristen Chenoweth type of vibe. Um, if you want to go so far and really, you know, spark some debate and make it, uh, you know, a Confederate flag assless chaps. Like, hey, I, I'm not producing the film. I know that would get some really good BuzzFeed clicks, though. And in this business, it's all about the clicks. Okay, number three. This one is, I mean, yeah, the trick is going to be good for comedic relief, but we're taking it one step further with the potty humor. This one's gassy. And they're just, they're gassy, okay? A lot of stomach discomfort. They're always, you know, they got the bottle of Tums. They're always just like shaking a whole big handful into their mouths. But then you turn around, you pan back on the camera. And next thing you know, they, they, they're a spoonful deep in Bush's Boston baked beans, okay? That's gassy. They're just, they just can't help themselves. We, we could have Boston baked beans, pinto beans, chili beans, garbanzo beans. The list is endless, okay? Or, you know, it ends once you hit most of the beans that exist. But it could be really good. Okay, so that's gassy. Next up, I mentioned we were going to, uh, you know, mix things up a little bit here. Uh, diversity, okay? Very fun so, you know, all all you really need is for them to end in Y. And so that's why I chose diversity. I'm thinking we could, like, cram all the non-white races and ethnicities into one character. And I don't really know what it's going to look like or what type of accent they're going to have or something like that. But I think it would be pretty fun. Okay? So that's going to be diversity. Uh, number five, we got three more here. Hangry. Oh, boy. That is going to be trouble. I think Hangry and Gassy could probably collaborate. Maybe Hangry's like, you know, always trying to get some of Gassy's beans. The two of these could be two peas in a pod. You know, they're always always going with each other. Hangry, throughout the whole movie, they start out just a little hungry, and they just want some of those beans, but they can't get them for whatever reason. I don't know. We'll figure it out. By the end of the movie, Hangry is significantly hangry. Okay? It's fun. Character growth, it's it's in the name. It's easy. Okay, second to last one, we've got Portly. Okay, so some of those some of those dwarves were uh 
were already pretty portly in the original uh, in the original telling of the the, the film. But uh, I think portly would be good. One, it's just a fun word you don't hear very often. Portly, P-O-R-T-L-Y. But also we could do the whole, like, 80 Bryant, Old Navy, like, being overweight is cool sort of theme. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could have, like, cane sugar and saturated fats be a you know, promotional sponsor for this show. Uh, I'll leave it up to the marketing experts on that one, but I think Portly is going to be good for the, um, whatever the opposite of fat shaming is, fat glorification. Um, and I certainly am not, uh, I'm not promoting fat shaming, nor do I think it's bad or wrong to be overweight, but we definitely are, are reaching an interesting point in like corporate advertising and marketing where you know there's there you you see it a lot with uh, there's like a bud light commercial out there right now you see it a lot with like grubhub um t- companies are really towing this line between like you know it's totally a good thing to show characters of all or, or actors people whatever of all different sizes enjoying your products but one could argue that some companies are taking it a little bit too far and, and actually promoting this. I'm not making a case one way or another. It depends on the specific example, but you can't argue that it's it's not you know a, a question, a, a conversation. Okay, so we'll we'll tap into that. Okay, this movie is going to be woke. We've got diversity and we've got portly. Okay, so that's pretty good. Last but not least, Spike. Okay, so our seven dwarves, we have Tricky, Dixie, Gassy, Diversity, Hangry, Portly, and Spike. I think it's going to be good. That's a winner right there. That We could have Camille Habanero play Snow White. You know, we could have evil, evil stepmother could be uh, whew, evil, you know, the queen. She, you know, she's going to have to look into the mirror. So probably a Willem Dafoe. We could do a, a callback. To the original Spider-Man, Spider-Man very much in the news, No Way Home trailer came out this week, uh, Willem Dafoe, known for his mirror scenes in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, we could do a little callback to that. I think it'd be good. So we got we got Willem Dafoe, we got Camille Habanero, and you know you got to have some sexy prince, probably um, probably the, either the third Manning or the third Hemsworth, Hemsworth brother. Is there a third Hemsworth brother? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, my last big idea, and then I'm going to be done, I promise, because i got to get ready for work. It's a, it's some sort of, I don't know if this if this would be like a good, you know, primetime game show. This could be something that either like Steve Harvey hosts or Ellen, excuse me, or maybe like Chris Kattan. Um, or it could be more of like a web series type of thing. You could get that uh, Scott Rogowski the uh, Johns Hopkins grad, the former host of Trivia HQ, is that what it's called? Trivia Crack, something like that. Just one of those people who's real irritating, who, who, you know, for whatever reason, there's a segment of white people that love him and everyone else hates him. It was one of those types of internet personalities who would be good. You can't have someone like, you know, a, a Sean Evans who's actually like likable and talented. You got to get someone from you know the lower rungs okay uh but here's here's the pitch it's this is the title of the 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 program will it flush you know upon second thought you'd want to get someone with a first name will okay so who, who are our options here well 
the famous the famous ones are Will Ferrell, Will Arnett, uh, Will Poulter is British. He's an actor that could be good. I don't know if he's he kind of strikes me as more like a Henry V on the main player stage, like uh, the theater kind of guy, and not so much as like the crazy like Leslie Jones host this on ABC at nine eight central type of guy. But I'm I'm just thinking of Will's here. Will Forte I respect too much. Not throwing him into this conversation. Other Wills, I don't know. If you think of any Wills, email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, it's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. We could have uh, uh, Will Turner, Orlando Bloom, reprise his character from Pirates of the Caribbean. He can host it as a pirate. Katy Perry can uh, occasionally come on. Then Keira Knightley's there, Elizabeth Swan, some sort of love triangle. That'd be pretty sexy. Um, but will it flush? Okay, the title is pretty self-explanatory. I think this would be a hell of a show. You, you got you, you know a contestant, an item, and the, the whole question is, is this going to flush? Is this going to go down? If the toilet floods, you lose all your money. If it flushes, you win big. Um, we could, you know, hand, promotional products could be like, um, you know, we could do a cross promotion with the, the, the dwarf Gassy from the new Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs film. You could have Preparation H for sure. I know Charmin would be very interested in this project. So will it flush? And you got it, you know, you, you, people chant like on wheel. Ah, Fortune, here are the stars of America's Game, Will Poulter and Katy Perry. I would watch that show, okay? Carson Daly, if he'll rename himself to Will, maybe his middle name is Will. We'll figure it out. I think it's a great idea. Will, it, flush, bus driver, move that bus, right? Same energy. It's a real shame Ty Pennington doesn't have the first name Will because that is like DUI Ty Pennington, that's the exact energy I'm going for. Or like a Charlie Sheen. Boy, it's a it's a real bummer that I can't think of a Will who's really just off his meds unhinged right now because it's that's really the 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 vibe I'm looking for. Okay, so those are my big ideas. We had uh, we had uh, something about Moses executing his friends. Oh, the uh, the 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 unlimited paternity leave. Okay, and the subsequent media um, hullabaloo that you could, you know, the circus, if you will, that you could cause if you didn't get what you wanted. Um, easy way to collect a paycheck without working for the rest of your life. Uh, then we had our our new our new seven dwarfs from an upcoming, uh, uh, hopefully an upcoming Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs project, and then our our new game show or web series. Will it flush? Okay, what are your big ideas? Let us know. Tweet at us. Uh, I am at White Buns with a Z. Our show is at Beantown Cast. You can follow us and message us on Facebook. You can email us BeantownPodcastYahoo.com. Uh, finally, I want to say hello to my friends out in Pakistan, Hyderabad, Islamabad. Uh, Persia, and uh, the Khyber Pass, wherever you are listening from, thank you for making us uh, almost a top 100 comedy podcast in your beautiful country. That's what I got for you, everyone. Thanksgiving is next week. Wow. Uh, I don't have, uh, haven't thought that far ahead yet. I have not figured out the plan for uh, when we're recording, uh, what it's going to be like if we get a live turkey on air. This is all very TBD. But 
Uh, I promise you a shorter episode, and I don't have anything else that I, I got to get to So uh, for this show, rather, because I'm about to go back to work. So thank you all. Uh, go check out that Key and Peele Gremlins 2 sketch if you haven't, or if you have watched it, I encourage you to watch it again because uh, I really think it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, uh, and I don't throw that around willy-nilly. So everyone, thank you for listening. Oh, get that mug at Spencer Gifts. Uh, thank you for that comment. No, this was uh, – actually, I don't know where it was from. This was a, uh, a birthday birthday present i a birthday or yeah i i think a birthday present um either from from rachel or her family i'm trying to remember off the time i had who it was but it's it's a killer mug in case you're not watching the live stream you should do that because uh well you didn't really miss that much but um it says squad and it's got uh let's see we got sally uh brown is that her name yeah sally right charlie brown and uh Sally, right? Yeah. Uh, Linus Van Pelt, Charlie Brown, Lucy Van Pelt, and uh, Snoopy, and two Woodstocks. Apparently Woodstock cloned himself like Dolly the Sheep. Um, cloning, that's a whole other topic for another, you know, another big ideas um, kind of concept. But that's what I got for you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Friday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. I hope you don't have to work uh, like like myself. But I'm going to call it there. And I think I got everything, sponsors, Pakistan, uh, big ideas. So thanks for, for tuning in. Thank you for supporting our show, our 202nd show of Palindrome. We love Palindromes on this show, and uh, we love you all the fans. Okay, that's what I got for you. Take care, stay safe, stay sane, and I'm going to check in on you next time. First, we will end this YouTube stream. Bye, YouTube. Take it easy. And now I will check in on you next time. Bye.